Hi everyone and welcome to the final Whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 2-0 defeat to Leicester. Yes, and joining us for this week's podcast, we have Premier League reporter Paul Belveston and making his debut on the show is none other than Saints legend James Beattie. Uh, James, firstly, how have you been keeping? Uh, how's lockdown been? And have you been doing any homeschooling? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, homeschooling is very interesting with three children. Um, and my wife's doing a PGCE, so she's actually conducting lessons. So I'm becoming really proficient at technical advice on the old laptop <laughs> in, in, in between trying to move house as well. Oh, busy times then. Oh, it's all going on in the BT household, but glad you're all healthy and, and doing well. And Paul, how have you been finding it? Have you been doing much home teaching? Oh yeah, my life's far duller than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There is a bit of homeschooling going on. The wife has, has mainly taken on that burden. I've uh, I've chipped in with uh, unhelpful and unnecessary comments here and there, but the kids seem to be coping a lot better than the adults, to be honest. Well, we are going to discuss today's match in just a moment, uh, but before we do, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. And then the ball threaded down the right. It's a good ball for Madison. He's got behind Stevens. Fires it into the roof of the net. And James Madison scores. And Stevens couldn't hold him off without giving away a penalty. And McCarthy and Smallbone did well as Saints clear. That's a great ball for Ward Prowse. Here's Bertrand in the box. And it's saved by Schmeichel and over the bar as he fired it low at the Danish goalkeeper. Now Saints immediately trying to break in the second half. Armstrong's done brilliantly for 40 yards. Smallbone with the shot. Schmeichel saves and it comes back out to Walcott who couldn't get his feet right in time. Plays it to his left to Armstrong. Bertrand's again gone upon his outside. Tucks it inside Armstrong onto his right foot. He's going to shoot. Hits the crossbar. Comes down. Schmeichel on his line. Saints want a penalty and they get a penalty I think. Or they got offside. He was blowing his whistle then, Stuart Atwell, like there'd been a shove as Saints went for the rebound, but the offside has gone up from the linesman, intercepted by Bednarek, and that was a bit of a hospital pass to Bertrand. Chip back across the box, should be 2-0, cleared off the line by Bednarek from Barnes' shot. James Justins, midway inside the Saints' half, two to his right, one of them's Vardy in the box, checks inside onto his left foot, McCarthy saves it brilliantly down in front of him somehow it's still 1-0 and it could be 2-0 now because Barnes is through on goal from that pass and he does wrap it up and Leicester beat Southampton for the first time in five Premier League games at the King Power Stadium that goal from Harvey Barnes right in the final seconds has finished Saints off Belvers we'll come to you first to kick us off how do you assess that game first half was very good wasn't it Southampton looked pretty much in control, didn't look uh, too troubled. The goal came from a bit of defending that I think um, they'll very much wish they uh, they could have done better. There's the controversy, of course, the the foul in the build-up to that, which it's a bit peculiar that that wasn't given, but there was still plenty of time for Saints to get back and, and, and deal with the attack that followed. Second half, I think, you know, the, the injuries clearly told and the... Um, the big players that are missing, it was really difficult. There weren't very many chances that Saints carved out, were there? So, um, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit lacking second half, but um, but there are still some positives in there, I think. 
Yeah, there certainly were. And we will draw on some of those later on in the show. Uh, James, we said in the pre-match show, Leicester is certainly not easy opponents. What did you make of that performance tonight? I thought it was it was it was two teams that set out to win the game. I think that was that, that was evident from the front that the your first 10 15 minutes. But both both Leicester and Southampton's game is based on transitions. Um and we've seen at certain points in the first half when Leicester had a goal kick, they were waiting for Southampton. Now because Southampton was so it's difficult to tell without a wide angle uh, camera. But it, it certainly seemed as if Southampton were really nice packed in, in behind um, when, when Casper Schmeichel had the ball. And even when um, Leicester were in, in, in possession a little bit further up, they were getting frustrated. And then they're trying to play thread balls into midfield where Southampton had, had good numbers and they were intercepting. So for both teams, it's, it's a little bit of cat and mouse setting traps. And um, that's how sort of both teams set off because that's how that's how they play. We know that. Um, but I thought Southampton, as Paul said, did did well first half. But then the sort of the momentum of the game changed, and it it, it was telling when Leicester started the second half when they started to press a little bit higher or or more often um, when they could sense that they could get after Southampton and. Um, in the end, you know, when, when, when we're chasing the game, um, exactly what Leicester want to be able to play with, which is space, then they exploit that space in, in the final seconds and, and Harvey Barnes gets a second. Um, the difference, you know, was a little bit of, of clinical finishing. I think we saw, you know, Che went through early in the, early in the first half and had an almost identical scenario to what Madison had. Uh, and then the two outcomes were were evident. Um, you know, Madison finishes us off. Um, don't think there's any real blame with McCarthy. Um, in the in the lead up to the goal, it was a foul on Diallo. I think the referee will admit that after the game. Why it wasn't given, we don't know. But then there were two or three phases where Southampton could have got back into position. Um, and I think that if you look at the goal again, uh, Ryan Bertrand switches off a little bit when the ball turns over. He's not in the right position and leaves Jack Stevens a little bit exposed. Um, Stevens should do better because he's probably twice the size of Madison and should ease him out of the ball. But Madison rolled in with his with his skill and then he he just lashes it into the roof of the net. Yeah, well, the first half was it was pretty tight. Uh, Paul, how disappointing was it that Leicester scored with one of their few chances on goal then? Yeah, hugely, because they, they are so solid at the back. And, you know, James just said there, there's a couple of a couple of sort of little switch-offs by defenders that um, that's, that's so unusual these days, really. So, um, and also the finish. The finish was phenomenal. You know, you, you always automatically, from the outside, look at a goalkeeper when he's beaten sort of at that narrow angle. But there was such a, a tiny sort of gap for Madison to hit that, that McCarthy wouldn't have been able to to stop, and he and he hit it perfectly. It was it was a remarkable finish. Yeah, they they didn't really have too many other chances. McCarthy saved well from Barnes, didn't he? After a, a little dummy by by Vardy, but yeah, I think the um, the disappointing thing above all is that 
there were two defenders just slightly slightly switching off a little bit which 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 isn't the way uh, we're used to seeing Southampton under Ralph Hasenhutl so yeah they would have gone into half time disappointed but equally determined to put it right second half and then you know that that 45 is uh, is not one they'll want to remember i think Let's speak about Will Smallbone now then, James. Uh, He had an effort just after half-time before going off injured. We said before the game, you know, this was a big opportunity for him tonight. How did he do for you? I think he he did well. Um, I think the good thing about the the younger players that are are going to come into the first team, um, physically they need to be ready. uh, And and Ralph oversees this um, very intently. Um, But they're really clear in the role within the team, because I think the, the the B team as it is now plays exact, exactly the same way. Um, and, and you know, I think Will, Will Small, Smallbone performed, you know, pretty well tonight. Um, he got, as you say, he got a good, good couple of chances, but defensively he was, he was more or less in the right positions. And then offensively, of course, you know, you could always say they do more, but he had that intent to go forward and try and impose himself on the game. Um, he had a couple of effort, you know, he just didn't set that one that, that come on his right foot, didn't set it outside Kasper Schmeichel enough. But um, I think he was unfortunate uh, to get his injury. I, I think looking at it, it, it looks like a medial strain. Um, he sort of recovers from that one, although you can see the sort of apprehension on his face. And then I, I, I think from you know my personal point of view, he gets the second injury because his knee's not stable and it's, you know, it's it's just a, a, a culmination of the first injury and then he has to go off. So hopefully he's not going to be in, in too bad a position with that injury. But overall, I thought he did really well. Another one of Southampton's few chances on goal was a, a powerful strike from Stuart Armstrong that hit the crossbar. Uh, how did he do for you tonight, Paul? I think Stuart Armstrong's a fantastic player. I think it's a great bit of business tying him down to a new contract recently. He um, he's always he's just so busy, isn't he? And he's always putting the opposition under pressure. He was taking players on in the in the first half hour, especially. And and yeah, what a tremendous strike! Who knows what might have happened if it hadn't got that slight deflection? But um, but yeah, I uh, I think he I think he'd get into plenty of Premier League teams. He uh, he, he doesn't score huge numbers of goals doesn't doesn't create too many but he is such a key component of of this Southampton team and the way Ralph Hasenhutl wants them to all work together and to to nick back possession and then go on the attack and things and he he looks a nightmare to be up against if I can't imagine too many defenders want to uh, want to see him closing them down and and taking them on and and, and everything he offers so yeah, he, he was a definite bright spot today, as he has been over the past few weeks again. Well, Balvis, Ian Young on Facebook certainly agrees with you. He says, Armstrong, I thought, was excellent. Uh, what a work ethic he has. Um, and lots of other fans getting in touch and giving us their thoughts on that match against Leicester. Uh, still plenty of positives to take, of course. Uh, Jason Page, thanks for this one. He says, first goal was a foul and last goal was when we were chasing the game. Uh, Ken's got in touch and said, undone by a poor refereeing decision leading up to their first goal. Uh, Laurie, thanks for this. 
Davis, he says, played well, as uh, as good as we could from our depleted team. Uh, the star performer again was Jan Bednarek. Um, another one here from Andy. He says, no excuses. Both teams went for it, but we did come unstuck. On to the next one, up the Saints. And we have a comment here as well from none other than Theo Walcott's mum. I think you're going to like this one. She says, good to see James Beattie. My son Theo always said that Beattie was the best ever penalty taker. Um, so I think we actually need to get your thoughts on this, James. Do you agree? Yeah, she's right. There was, there was, <laughs> there was, there was some other guy who was half decent at penalties. There's been a few, actually. There's a couple, but they're not as good as me, right? Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Theo's never mind MLT. <laughs> James Beattie is the, the king of penalties. Belvis, what about you? Are you any good at penalties? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> See, Theo's mum's never seen you take a penalty. That's why she's not That's giving you a true, mention. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't get a penalty tonight and, and unfortunately Southampton couldn't make a breakthrough. Uh, James, uh, what did you make of Southampton in an attacking sense tonight? What didn't go quite right? Um, I just think, yeah, just that they got themselves into some decent positions. We we always know that, you know, offensively, Southampton go 4-2-2-2. So they have the wingers rolling inside and the fullbacks providing the width um, and, the, you know, mix the attacks up between wide and central. Um, it, it just comes down to what I, I mentioned at, at the beginning of, of this part of the show. You know, that, that little bit of clinical finishing um is 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 the difference uh we had chances um to score they had chances to score you know madison as as paul said that's an unstoppable finish there's 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 basically no blame you can lay on alex mccarthy's door there because that shot's passed him before he's even been able to react um so just that just that little bit of you know finesse and 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 clinical um, finishing in, in the final third. Um, but, you know, Southampton will always create chances. And we mentioned it in the first part of the show, You, when you miss your big players, you know, if that's Danny Ings or whatever, you always say the what if. But if Southampton were a bit more clinical tonight, they could have got something out of the game. Now, Belvis, Tony has left us a comment on Facebook. He says it was a top-class performance by Bednarek, but we missed Ings, but a good performance overall. Um, as James has just touched on, we did speak about how big a miss Ings would be before the game. Uh, he scored our only goal in the last five matches. Is that somewhat of a concern for Southampton? Yeah, of course, and you're always going to miss Danny Ings. Um, I think when he had his month, Five or six weeks out earlier in the season, Southampton did still score goals. They couple against Newcastle, couple against Man United and Brighton, and and so on. Shea Adams is is tremendous up front, working um, with and without Danny Ings and and Theo Walcott's slotted in well. I think the big big issue is that it's not just Danny Ings that Southampton are missing at the moment. It was remarkable that they beat Liverpool without most of their spine. McCarthy was out, Vestergaard out, Romeo out, Redmond, Shea Adams was out as well. Again today, swap Shea Adams for Danny Ings as far as the absences go. That spine is still missing. So there is, they're not going to be able to hit their, their maximum levels. They're not going to be able to, to create quite the quality of chances that they might do when they've got all of their big hitters in there. And then when the chances come, it's natural that they're not going to be quite as clinical, but um, but things certainly haven't fallen apart 
in any in any way without despite losing such a a big chunk of of the first team uh set up so you know with a bit of luck some of those will be back soon we've uh you know it doesn't look like Yannick Vestergaard is going to be back soon but but Danny Ings should be uh available next weekend maybe even in the week there's 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 hope, isn't there? There's. Um, I don't think it's crisis time yet. I think there will be a lot of people picking out, oh, look, Southampton don't score goals and they're missing Danny Ings. One and one makes two. I don't think it's quite as simple as that. But um, but of course they do miss him. They they uh, Every team would miss a Danny Ings. Yeah, well, McCarthy was back in the fold tonight. Jack Stevens has stepped in uh, and done a really good job in the place of Vestergaard in recent weeks too. But James, both of Leicester's goals were taken pretty well, but... What, how did you make of Southampton's defensive performance? Did, did they do enough for you? I think I think overall, but you know, we can exclude the last ten minutes because you know that Southampton pushing uh, for an equaliser. But overall, yes, I think I think they performed. You know, the three clean sheets could have easily been um, four tonight if them mistakes that we mentioned earlier on in the this part of the show they weren't there because I thought on the whole, we looked defensively solid. Um, I mentioned, you know, at the beginning as well, when, when Southampton are compact, it's really difficult to play through and Leicester were getting frustrated. And that's when we were getting our opportunities, turning over the ball in midfield and then hitting them on the break. And that's exactly what they want to do to us. That's why they were trying to entice our players out to press them and then they can play through and then use the space over the back for Vardy. Um, but defensively, I thought I thought we were okay. The depth of the the, the centre-halves in the first half um, didn't really allow Vardy that space in behind. Um, but it, it, was, it was sort of the midfield that was taking care of it because they were having the interceptions and then we were going forward. So defensively, yeah, I think, I think it's... It's a much more solid structure uh, that, the, that the lads are working on now and, and, and Ralph. And individual errors, you know, you, you, you can't legislate for them in games. You, you, you can never fully eradicate them either. So I think, you know, just a little switch off from Bertrand and then Jack Stevens, you know, he'll be, he'll be disappointed himself with letting Madison roll him and, and get the opening goal. Um, and as I say, as the further the game goes on, the get more the game opens up and the more it plays into to Leicester's hands. But defensively, I thought we were okay, apart from the, you know, the maybe one or two individual errors which which really cost us. Elvis, there's been a few games in the Premier League of late that seems to have lacked a bit of quality. Did tonight's match lack quality for you, or was it just a case of two good teams cancelling each other out? Yeah, that first half especially, there was there was no lack of quality there. I thought it was uh it was tremendous. I know what you mean. The, there's been an enormous shift in the Premier League, hasn't there? It was uh, there was there was just gazillions of goals earlier on. It was kind of in a way like watching basketball matches, where it was just one end to the other, goal, goal, goal. Now there's a lot more sort of chess matches, I suppose, and and that's been shown in the in the fixtures today, where you know was it four one nils, three one nils, and then and then obviously uh, tonight's game as well. So no, no lack of quality, but I think there has been. Definitely a, a look to, to tighten things up. No manager wants to be on the end of, of you know, conceding four, five, six, even Liverpool conceding seven um, a couple of months ago. So, yeah, there's there's perhaps a little bit 
more conservatism in in some areas but but no tonight i didn't think there was a, a great lack of quality at all i thought they were they were very good both sides very good and there's a reason that leicester are up to second in the table now they they know what they're doing these are two very well drilled sides they were both sort of looking to see okay how can we how can we trick them into making a mistake and then take advantage of it so there it was a bit uh, a bit of chess going on and then Leicester took advantage quicker than Southampton could and uh, and then as we said second half Southampton then have to try to force their way back into a game without so many big players so uh, no no lack of quality lack of big stars perhaps because of the injuries but uh, but no I thought that first half especially there was a there was a lot to be said of Southampton's performance. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassan-Hootel now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after tonight's match against Leicester. I think we tried the best we can do in the moment. I think the guys did a good job. We really um, forced them to a good performance against a strong side. It is always necessary to be good committed. I think we have been. Um, and finally, the difference was that they scored the first goal and we had a few chances, but we didn't. This was the difference today. The rest, I must say, um, we, we showed why we are in this position where we are in the moment and although we had a lot of injuries in the moment, we, we were competitive and this is a good signal I think for, for us as a team. But we are definitely in the moment not in the best position what means uh, alternatives uh, and uh, that's the reason why, why we are yeah, a little bit, uh, yeah, you know, why we maybe didn't take points today. Is it especially tough in a game like this when you fall behind and there's not an awful lot of options for you in terms of experienced options on the bench. I mean, it's always difficult when you're one down against such a side. It's, it, you don't get a lot of chances. We had a few good ones, I think. Uh, the shot from Stewie on the bar, it was a fantastic shot. A good, a good action. Stewie was strong today, I must say. It was a good game from him. And yes, this is, these are the few opportunities you get for scoring after the halftime. I think Will had a big chance. Uh, a good shot, free shot on the goal, good save from the goalkeeper. And finally, yeah. You need to, to score once, uh, a lot of set pieces where we couldn't really f uh, stress them and the final power in the final third maybe was not there and then in the end it's not interesting that you get a second goal, you, you, you give more risk then to, 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 to come to the point but then it's okay. You mentioned Will there, it was his first first team appearance for four months, he obviously then had to go on with an, go off with an injury as well, how's he? It's horrible that the moment everybody who is coming in after a long break then is immediately hurt, uh, injured again, and this is this is uh, uh, really uh, something we have to discuss why it is in the moment because we have so many problems now and uh, we're running out of players. But um, this is uh, the good thing is that we have the 29 points to be honest, uh, and the rest is about fighting for every point and, and trying to to bring a few players back. Are you close to getting some of those guys back? I don't know, Ingsi for sure, yeah, he's coming back, but also not for Tuesday, maybe for the Saturday for the next game, so it takes time. Looking ahead to the FA Cup on Tuesday, might you use that as an opportunity to maybe give some of those younger guys a bit more experience? Yeah, maybe we have to, because when I lose another player, then it gets more and more difficult for us. I mean, this is, we have a few players that played nearly every game now and, and we must pay attention, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully we get a few players back and then we have more alternatives. 
Uh, well, we take a step away from the Premier League uh, next week. James, Southampton take on Shrewsbury in the FA Cup third round on Tuesday night. You played uh, when Southampton last got to an FA Cup final in 2003. Just how much can a cup run boost a side? Yeah, I mean, a, a good cup run is um, is always a, a confidence booster. Um, I, I grew up loving the FA Cup. I remember sitting in front of the TV, cross-legged about two inches from the screen many a time, watching the FA Cup final. Um, so, I, I mean, I used to love playing in it. But, yeah, I, I remember um, nearly the whole journey in that year especially. Um, but then especially the the week leading up to the semi-final and then the week leading up to the final, just, you know, great occasions. Um I always have to stop getting excited because we lost the final, but it's um, it can give it can give us that you 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 can see uh, you know the younger players or or maybe players that are not at the forefront of the you know the profile of the team they can come to the fore, um, and a good cup run will always lift the city as well, um, and uh, you know that what what's what we're in this game to do is win football matches. So the more football matches you can win. The better it's going to be, um, but yeah, all we, all, a cup run's always nice for the players and for the fans. Yeah, I remember that day well. Obviously, a proud day for you, James, and a proud day for the club for sure. Um, Paul, imagine Ralph will shuffle the pack for that game. Uh, what changes do you expect to see there? He'll shuffle as much as he can, but you look at the bench tonight, and it was it was very young, wasn't it? So um, I think. He'll play it safe to an extent. Of course, he'll be looking to win. He won't be taking any risks with any players. I remember the the Brentford game in the League Cup that didn't go to the plan at all. That that was a strong side that he lined up that time. I think it'll be much more of a mixture this time round. Um, will he rest the likes of of Prowse? It so much depends on who he can bring in and and how many of the youngsters who are on the bench tonight. That he fancies starting with. I think Dan and Lundulu is probably uh, deserving of a, a start up front, for example, perhaps alongside Shane Long. That would that would give Shay Adams a rest. At the back, again, how many how many options are there? Jan Valerie came on today. Maybe he'll he'll get a start. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to predict that starting eleven. Surely Fraser Forster will be in goal. There you go. I'll, I'll kick you off with that one. <laughs> Great stuff. I think, I think I think one thing you'll have to have a look at is you know how, how the players are after tonight's game. Um, you know how how, how they're going to be able to recover in between now and the the fixture because um, it didn't the pitch looks look quite heavy um, and I think a few, few of the lads look quite tired towards the end so. I think that'll be taken into consideration as well. Yeah, definitely. And he was asking the week if he wanted, if he, he was disappointed that he hadn't had a game after Liverpool to carry on the momentum. Yeah. And he said then, no, I'm absolutely delighted we haven't had a game because we needed to rest, we needed to recover. We got so many muscle injuries and, and tired legs and knocks and niggles. So having another game just to, in a couple of days' time and then potentially another one at the weekend after that, it's um, it's a delicate balancing act as to who can play, who's who's fit enough to play. I have no idea what sort of lineup to expect. Great, what way to end it? Uh, thank you very much, yeah, James and Paul. Uh, James, clinical, you... Paul. Clinical. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you. I'm sure we'll wait a couple of months and then you'll be back. Uh, uh, James, have you enjoyed uh, your debut on Saints Live? Yes, thank you. Excellent stuff. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been nice to nice to be here, and thanks for inviting me on. No problem at all, right? Southampton take on uh, Shrewsbury in the third round of the FA Cup uh, next on Tuesday. We're not actually going to be covering that one, so we'll be back for the Arsenal game, which will either be the fourth round of the Cup or the following week in the Premier League. So have a nice week or two, and we'll see you then.